Hey everybody, it's your buddy Jack. Hopefully this podcast finds you doing well today. I don't know if it's morning time for you, evening time for you, but I do hope that you've had or will have a blessed day. I happen to be recording this towards the end of the day and it's been a good day for me. I can't complain, which is good, right? It's good. I like good, healthy days, especially in my line of work, right? It's amazing when you have almost a flawless day, Um, but I enjoy those kinds of days. Of course, I enjoy my job, right? I think that's one of the things that helps move the day along is when you actually enjoy what you do. I know there's some people out there in the world that would um, tell you that they do not enjoy what it is that they do, um, but they do it mainly just for the money uh, in some cases, but that's okay, right? Whatever you got to do, to keep life rolling uh, for yourself and for your family. If you got a family, right, um, then you do what you got to do for sure. I'm glad everybody's doing well, or at least I hope you're doing well. If you're new to the podcast, hey, thanks for showing up. I appreciate new listeners, right? I love it. I love it. And if uh, you're returning, thank you so much, right? I I, I, I appreciate you tuning in um, every opportunity um, that you get, and I enjoy having you, right? And I'm glad that you stick it out. I know sometimes these topics are a little rough. I know they're um, maybe sometimes a little bit mundane. Sometimes it's information about recovery and family, whether we're talking about mental health issues or addiction issues, is not always the most exciting topic, I know. I know, but I really do hope that I can help some people manage their own addiction issues or make changes to the way they approach their treatments, right? Whether it's in mental health or addiction or just in your overall relationship scenario at home with a spouse, with a boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever. I'm hoping that I can shed some light on ways to um, re-navigate through some of those difficult times today. Oh, real quick, don't forget to hit that support button. I really, really do appreciate it. Anything and everything you feel led to contribute to this podcast, I consider it all a blessing, and I absolutely am grateful. And don't forget to hit that message button. Start a conversation with me. Let's talk about whatever topic it is um, that you want to discuss with me. And if it's some a point that you want to make, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to have a back and forth conversation, but if there's something that you can add to the topic, feel free to do so, right? I've never professed to be any sort of spiritual guru or know-it-all. All I can go by are what my personal experiences are and what my work experiences are and share those things with you. Today's topic, spiritual sacrifice. My wife came up with that title. We were discussing a young couple and how much um, they're arguing, currently arguing. And it happens to a lot of young couples. That's kind of my thing today. Young couples lacking the spirit of sacrifice. Sometimes I feel like um, what could actually be hurting younger couples today is the fact that they have not yet, not yet, but hopefully will, matured spiritually speaking. That's what I'm referring to when I say spirit of sacrifice. 
married couples, if you're listening, or spouses, if you're listening, you probably get exactly what I'm talking about. When each person in a relationship is not willing to budge in an argument, neither wants to sacrifice a little more time than the other, right? If one took, it always <laughs> if one took care of the baby for three hours, then the other one better be there to commit to three whole hours. Being a minute short creates the argument that you spend more time with the baby. Now, does that sound like a logical argument? It happens. And maybe I'm fudging it some by using a one-minute increment, you know. But it happens because somebody sat with a child a little bit longer. It, they seem to feel like they do all the work, which I'm getting to. Missing one dish. Maybe it's dishes. Missing one dish when doing the dishes equals having to do everything around here all by yourself. It's a little extreme. But I've heard that before, too. Right? I've heard that before, too. I've heard couples argue over gas. Husband said, honey, I'm going to use your car to get the kids some McDonald's. You're behind me. Wife says, <laughs> you're not going to use my gas for that. Isn't that just crazy? You're not going to use my gas for that. Husband says, but your car is behind me. Wife says, you better just move my car. Why do couples do that? How elementary is that? Not willing to give the slightest edge to even your spouse. You guys know that I'm a guy of faith. I do or I don't discuss a whole lot on faith thoughts, right? Uh, I, I do from time to time. I do believe in God. You guys know I believe in God if you're a returning listener. And I know I just tend to just sort of touch on it from time to time. Maybe I'll do a whole one on faith. I think I have done on the strength of faith in a marriage. Um, but I don't share faith thoughts or, or theory of it very often. But here's a little. As the temple priesthood and God himself are spiritual, so is the sacrifice of the consecrated believer. It's in 1 Peter 2.5, comparing living sacrifice. It's in Romans 12.1. Sacrifice of praise. It's in Hebrews 13. Any self-dedicating act of the inner man, the devout, renewed, or consecrated spirit, Example, Christian benevolence, it's found in Philippians 12, 8, 4, 18. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. That's in Hebrews 13. Your spouse comes home from work. Right, here's an example. Actually, this kind of, this story is ours. But we weren't, she didn't come home from work. We were at a park in another town. But let's say she comes home from work and excited and tells you that she just was offered a promotion in another state. 
my wife too was offered a job in another state. You quit your job and move away from your family to an unknown city so that she can pursue her career ambitions. Should you? Mm, answer, I did. I did. My wife's job opportunity moved us from Texas to Oregon. Luckily, there wasn't the stress of me having to be unemployed because this facility where we were going also offered me a job. It's when I was working uh, um, in medication-assisted treatment, and I was clinical supervisor to um, four or five other counselors. It was a good job. Oregon is beautiful. But that doesn't mean that the stress of the thought of leaving my family wasn't there, right? So it's a big sacrifice, sacrifice leaving our kids and our parents. Uh, it was tough. It was tough. But I guess what actually made it a little bit easier is this, this was where her biological father lives. And my question to her is, what is it about Oregon that would want you to move there or make you decide to move there and she mentioned her dad so just moving up there her and her biological father had a lot of firsts right uh, first thanksgiving first christmas several different uh you know holidays birthdays that kind of stuff a lot of firsts so it was good it was really good close relationships require sacrifice in fact many people include sacrificing in their very um, in the very definition of what it means to truly love another person. And indeed, it is something um, that should happen. Research has shown that couples are happier and more likely to remain in the relationships if the partners are willing to sacrifice for each other. Keep that in mind. Willing to sacrifice for and with each other we're looking at we're looking at building a healthy relationship we want things to get better so no we're not trying to create another one-sided situation where one person seems to be the only one giving i know that tends to happen um, but we are talking about what healthy would look like that's the goal anyway that's the goal sometimes that sacrifice can be life-changing, such as us deciding to move to a different state. Other times it might be um, something small and seemingly mundane, such as um, seeing an action movie instead of a comedy. That may be a negotiation um, where you could choose something different. Sacrifice also raises question of power. Again, I don't want this to turn into an ugly thing. I'm not suggesting that someone be the one-sided person that's always sacrificing something. There's got to be balance. If you are happy to sacrifice early in the relationship and your partner isn't reciprocating, you may find yourself in a situation where you are the one who is always expected to give up and give in. Over time, this imbalanced pattern of sacrifice may lead 
to an imbalance of power in your relationship, an imbalance of love in your relationship, just a complete overall imbalance and interaction, a recipe for long-term unhappiness and resentment is what that is setting you up for. It is important to have balance. Actually, it's vital. It's vital to have balance. Although close relationships require that you give um, when giving is needed, that's a good thing. You give when giving is needed. It doesn't mean you and your partner can't make an arrangement that suits both of you. For example, you can work it out so that maybe you eat at the restaurant you want. Okay, hear me out. Maybe you eat at the restaurant you want and then go to the movie that your partner wants to see. Negotiation, loving sacrifice. This may even work for the bigger picture. You could make, uh, you could make the movie whatever movie you want it to be, but agree that there will be money set aside in the travel budget if you're traveling, right? Because we moved. I'm talking about moving. You could make the move to the new city like we did, but agree that there will be money set aside in the travel budget so that you can go home and visit family members. We did that every year. We came home back to Texas every Thanksgiving. A couple of times we flew, a few times we drove. The drive from Oregon to Texas is long, but it's absolutely beautiful, stunning drive. 27 hours of beautiful. <laughs> it is a, it's a place. We went through a place called Moab, Utah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely beautiful place. But when you sacrifice to make your partner happy, that can potentially increase trust and happiness for both of you. People who sacrifice for approach-motivated reasons for long-term uh, collective gain as a couple or to help fulfill your partner's dreams tend to be happier and have more satisfying relationship. And that's what you want, right? Surely you want to have a more satisfying relationship. Relationships require sacrifice, but we shouldn't give up or give in without thinking it through. It is important to consider the pros and cons, have clear communication. I've done a bunch of these on communication. Communication is important, right? So have clear communication with your partner, ask the tough questions and make sure uh, you are sacrificing for the right reasons. The right kind of sacrifice can bring people together. Let me repeat that. The right kind of sacrifice can be bring people together, closer together. But sacrificing for the wrong reasons may be worse than no sacrifice at all. It can most definitely not be driven by competition. Mm. It most definitely cannot be driven by competition. I've done a podcast on keeping score, couples who keep score. Oh my gosh, that is not healthy. I've done a podcast on keeping score. That is never a good or healthy approach. So let's talk a few. Let's talk about a few things that may be on the list of sacrifices that 
should be equally shared. One is time. This is a big one. We get so busy with our lives that spending time with each other, significant time, intentional time, right? That's the kind of time I'm talking about. Not just walking down the hall past each other with head nods or barely I love yous, right? So I'm talking about intentional time. It gets pushed back for other things. Not only do we have to sacrifice activities to keep a relationship strong, sometimes we have to sacrifice alone time. And that gets tricky for an inverted person. I'm, I'm not too inverted, I guess. I like to talk. I guess I wouldn't be doing this, right? But there are some people who are introverts and really don't reach out, even with their spouses, may not want to rock the boat. But it's important to find balance, right? There are times with my wife and I, I think we are... I think that we are an amazing couple. About a week ago, I wanted to take a road trip down to a town that's about an hour from us. Not that far, not much of a road trip. And as we were making this drive, I love that my wife and I can talk or not. And not feel strange about it. Sometimes we go on these little drives like this and say very few things to each other. You now we may discuss our kids and some of the stressors we're having with, with our adult children. Sometimes we'll talk about, you know, just off the wall kinds of things. But if we made that whole one hour road trip without saying a word to each other, we would be fine. It's the time spent. Right? Because earlier earlier I mentioned going to the movies. And let's say your spouse does, she wants to go see some sort of rom-com kind of movie, and that's just not the manly thing to do. I need you guys to keep in mind that even if it's the movies, the grocery store, or wherever she may even want you to go with her to get her nails done, please don't focus on the fact that you're in a nail salon or at the grocery store or movie theater. Focus on the time. It's the time spent. So many guys, so many times us guys drop the ball there. Right? We drop the ball there. It's kind of nuts. Kind of nuts. Personally, having my wife take time for me is one way I interpret love from her. Right? Some people have this, you know, you got to know your love language. And there's probably a million one YouTube videos and other podcasts on that specific topic, love language. But I love our time spent together, even if it is just a, a quick text that I get from her, or maybe I'll send her one, whatever, right? Whatever it takes, whatever it is. Another area is, oh my, this is a tough one too, self-centeredness. It is so easy to focus on me, me, me all the time because one's needs, thoughts, and desires are always on your mind. It takes effort to think about someone else. It takes willpower to put them first. And yet, when we are tempted, humility, right, 
is tough. When we decide we don't need to win an argument, or we close our mouths instead of saying something hurtful, or we let the other person talk and we just listen, our relationship evolves into a two-way street instead of a one-way street. We follow Paul's, and this is Apostle Paul, another biblical reference. We follow Paul's example by bearing with another in love. That piece is found in Ephesians 4, 2. I love that one, too. You have to look that up. It's a great scripture. Great, great, great scripture. But let's keep going. All right? Yeah, let's keep going. Here's another one. And I mentioned this one in another podcast, too. It can be, it's this. It's just amazing how this tends to be a barrier in relationships. And you can almost bring it up in any topic. This particular characteristic, the need to be right. I've talked about being a right fighter in other podcasts. Mm, again, an area where you're not wanting to sacrifice or budge a little bit in your relationship. But I'm right and he's wrong can be the theory or the other way around. I'm not going to pick on women today, right? could be or men today, be, I'm right and she's wrong, however it works. Why, or why can't he just acknowledge that, right? I'm right, he's wrong, why can't he just acknowledge that? Do you feel the need to always be right? Are you a right fighter in your relationship? I'll let you inventory that. I get so frustrated when I know something is true or to be true yet someone doesn't believe me or disagrees is that you but more often than not the discussion is about something that doesn't really matter in the long run doesn't really matter in the long run and we fight about those types of things like i know you said we would meet at five not six it's your fault I waited here for an hour. Really? Been in that situation before? Or, I know you got the detail in your story wrong. Here's how it really went. Oh my gosh. That happens a lot too. That happens a lot. And people do it. Right fighters. Or you missed this part. You missed that part. I do it better. You're five minutes late. Or if you're really bad, you can complain about somebody being five minutes early. Mm, don't let that be you. Don't let that be you, right? But if I give up my need to be right and not with sarcasm, if you give up your need to be right, don't do it with sarcasm or with that phrase, whatever you say, we know. We know that we said something wrong. I find freedom in placing the relationship above my pride. My wife is good at that too. We 
both find freedom in placing our relationship above our pride. Again, I've talked about being a right fighter in previous podcasts. It is a relationship killer. Sacrifice means giving up one's immediate preferences and goals for the good of one's relationship or partner's well-being and happiness. Why would you not want your significant other person to feel appreciated, loved, and feel happy? Why does it seem that in most cases, in most cases, not all, right? I need to get that clear. I know that not all young couples struggle with this right fighting sort of communication, but there's so many that do. So many that do. Aside from benefiting the person helped, Prosocial behaviors are associated with additional positive outcomes such as relationship well-being and positive effect. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with having good, healthy emotions in your relationship with each other, right? Or even your own. Why is it difficult? Sure, I get it. My wife and I, were a young couple too, and we made some poor decisions based on what we felt like our own needs needed to be. As some of you know, they've been listening for a while. My wife and I, not a year and a half into our marriage, separated. And we're separated for seven months. But guess what? We have now been married for 22 years. Our marriage was restored after seven months, and it's not been the same ever since. It's been ten times better because we make these sacrifices for each other. Again, I noted earlier, one type of prosocial behavior in intimate relationships involves making sacrifices. Sacrifice refers to giving up one's immediate preferences and goals for the good of one's relationship or partner's well-being and happiness. Now, for a marriage to work, both people have to learn to lose the it's my way or the highway attitude and learn to compromise here and there at times. Some of these sacrifices aren't too big of a deal, while other sacrifices may feel a little more heavy or hard to do. Sure, those will come around too. It's all part of learning how to navigate your way down the road of a marriage. Navigating the marriage is what needs to be the goal. (laughs) If you're completely in love with each other. If you're not, I mean, I guess that would be a whole other podcast. (laughs) But may I suggest to you, younger people, that not being willing to shift and compromise in a relationship will keep you single and lonely long term. Learn to shift a little bit. Learn to compromise a little bit. I'm not talking about it being one-sided. Don't find yourself in your 30s wondering what happened. There has to be some give and take, an ebb and flow to your relationship. Again, it is not 
a place for keeping score. People often ask what it takes to make relationship work. My wife and I have been asked that. I've been asked that about our relationship. What do y'all do? How'd that work? And how did y'all recover from y'all's own issues and then come together and recover in your marriage? And we talk about um, the things that we did next to um, Faith Paced, um, almost therapy, joining men's and women's groups and attending those faith-based men's and women's groups or marital or couple groups. And getting into our own ministry, starting Celebrate Recovery, those kinds of things. And it's when you start talking about putting in the work, I've actually had people say, oh, I don't really, I don't know if we got time for all that. (laughs) It does take work. It does take work. And my wife and I were willing to do it. Willing to do it. We knew that we weren't going to be able to come together and then just through the sake of osmosis or um, praying, you know, faith without works is dead. We knew that we were going to have to work at our relationship. And so we did. We never really had to seek marital counseling. We probably should have and could have, right? We chose another path, another pathway to recovery. I talk about different pathways to recovery a lot, and it worked for us. It worked for us. And I think we're probably, I think she would tell you we're probably the happiest we've been ever. Right? So you got to be able to make those kinds of sacrifices for each other. While I don't believe there is one secret that makes all couples successful, I will say one of the most fundamental aspects of relationship success is mutual sacrifice i know sacrifice sounds hard it sounds uncomfortable and at times ugly the truth is it can be those very things it can be uncomfortable and ugly but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it it also doesn't have to be that bad And in some instances can even be welcomed. We often confuse ourselves by believing that relationships should just work and should always, almost always, be easy. That's not the case. If you're a young couple, if you're a young spouse and you're listening, even as I'm sharing some of these things Uh, or suggestions that could help you navigate through your relationship. It doesn't exempt you from life on life's terms, right? Things are still going to come at you. You still have your own personal beliefs and your own characteristics, and so does he or she. But finding a way to navigate those things and have this, again, ebb and flow, give and take, will help you. Don't be a right fighter. It's not always going to be easy. Because we love each other, that that shouldn't be enough. Right? Some people think the opposite. Because we love each other, that should be enough. That's not always the case. While love is critical in making a relationship last, it doesn't cause 
our relationships to grow and change and evolve. Sacrifice does. Right? Let me repeat that. It doesn't cause, we're talking about, again, love, is critical in making a relationship last. It doesn't cause our relationships to grow, change, and evolve. Sacrifice does. Give a little. Give a little. You don't have to be right fighters. And I don't know what it is. I wish I could put my finger on it. I hate to be ugly to younger couples because I know not all millennials are entitled and self-centered, self-seeking type people. It wouldn't be fair to give that broad stroke of, I don't know, an opinion. Well, I wouldn't call it my opinion because my opinion really is a little bit different than that. Because one, I think that all of our early experiences tend to be what molds us into the people that we're going to be. And if you haven't learned how to negotiate some of the things that is that have affected you, I'm talking about your mental health. If something happens early in your life that's created this depression and you don't ever do anything to grow past that, you know, you may not ever truly get over it, but grow past it. That's baggage you're going to carry with you and you begin to treat people as such. Or if you've been burnt, whether it is by family members, friends, or previous relationships, and it sort of damages your ability to trust, you may not even realize that that is, that is the thing that's causing you to behave the way you do in, in your relationship. You don't want to sacrifice time away because you don't trust what your significant other is going to do with that time away from you. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. Right? And if you let people run over you before, whatever spiritual and emotional damage that creates, that too will also make it very difficult for you to make some of those very simple sacrifices. And I say simple. I know not all of them are simple, but I'm talking about like the one a while ago. I used it as an example of the gas. You know, your significant other person wants to borrow your car because it's parked behind theirs and you really want to fight about them using the gas. And really you're going to force them to just move your car around and take their own. Why? Why? I, it's a simple thing. I mean, everybody's got their thing that they're going to fight about. Except for my wife and I. I've explained to you guys, we don't argue. I use the fact of, uh, of uh, um, that we were separated for seven months as my, as my measure, right? As how I measure the importance of something. And when she came home, one, after she left, of course, I was just absolutely devastated. 
So there's really not anything that's going to compete with the importance of her coming home. So I don't put up an argument or a fight about much. Um, we debate things. You know, they'll say, no, I'd rather do this, or no, I'd rather do that, or can we do that tomorrow? That sort of thing. But no real fight. Because nothing seems to measure up to the importance of having her back home. So what do I mean when I talk about sacrifice? It means knowing what is truly more important. When you are getting stuck in the same pattern over and over again, sacrifice means taking a step out of the pattern and asking yourself if the fight or the negativity is really worth it. I know the clothes on the floor drive my wife crazy, which it does. It drives me crazy too. I mean, I'm not just like a messy guy. I've had to be able to find balance between my OCD type tendencies um, and being able to relax a little. Balancing that has been a, a struggle for me for the last, I don't know, 20 years, I guess, because it used to be really bad. Um, but I've learned to find balance in that. I've learned to negotiate that. I've learned to sacrifice some of the little things that are left on floors or misplaced, right? I'm able to um, work my way around those kinds of things because it doesn't make any sense to argue over those things when it's just as simple as putting it back myself where it came from. I know that closing the floor drive are crazy, but if you were to step outside of that discussion for a minute, wouldn't those two hours of not getting along have been better spent connecting and spending time together? Don't let the shirt, the socks on the floor divide you in such a way that you don't speak for hours on end. I've seen younger couples stop talking over stuff left on the floor. A pair of socks divides a couple. Doesn't that sound strange when it's said? It sounds strange to me as I'm saying it. A coffee cup, a dish left on an end table can divide a couple. Of course, if it's extreme, then I would strongly consider trying to figure out what the root of that actual problem is because it's not the coffee mug or the cup. If you blow up over those little things, maybe it wasn't about those little things. There's something more deep-seated going on. Maybe take a, a marital evaluation, inventory, if you will, and see if it's something bigger. Because really, I would like to believe that a single pair of socks or a, a glass left on an M table is not going to be what divides a couple. And it's really sad when there's kids involved, right? Really sad when there's kids involved. So again, don't let these things divide you so much 
that you spend hours not talking. I think it would be better if those two hours were better spent connecting and spending time together. Ooh, man, I hope you guys got something out of this podcast. I hope you learn or can see that a little bit of sacrifice is a good thing. A little bit of sacrifice is a good thing. Now, that doesn't mean I'm telling the other partner or spouse to take advantage of you. That's not good either. That, too, could be a whole other story. I'm talking about good, healthy, honorable, ebb and flow, back and forth, sacrifices made for the greater good of your relationship. Right? All right. Good things. I hope good things for you. I appreciate you tuning in. Again, thank you for your time. I hope you got something. Uh, And until next time, be blessed, everybody.